and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. This is episode 46, and we'll start with our news segment. Maddie, what's our first story? Okay, so the first story, biggest thing on everyone's mind right now is coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because of a lot of um, the recent developments, gatherings over 500 people have been cancelled, postponed, all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So I have an article here from NME. It was last updated on the 13th of March. So if you're listening to this a couple of days later, things might progress further, but we'll go from here. So, coronavirus outbreak. Which Australia festivals and concerts have been affected? So, the global novel coronavirus outbreak is currently dealing huge blows to the live music industry worldwide. Slews of tours, concerts, and festivals have been cancelled or postponed so as to cut the risk of COVID-19 transmission. Two of the biggest global music events that have been hit so far are the Austin, Texas Festival and Conference SXSW, whose cancellation left hundreds of musicians, several Australians including, in the lurch, and Coachella, which has been pushed back to October. In London, NME has announced a pop-up showcase with iconic venue The 100 Club in wake of the SXSW cancellation. It'll take place on Sunday, March 22. Uh, in Australia, Byron Bay Blues Fest said on March 11 that it will go ahead, albeit with recommended extra safety measures and additional hand sanitization facilities. However, the status of Blues Fest is now unclear, as on March 13, Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced a ban on all non-essential gatherings with more than 500 people, taking effect from March 16 onwards. Enemy Australia has reached out to Blues Fest for comment and will update this post when we hear back. So this is the full list of affected festivals so far. So we've got Download Festival, the 2020 Australian Grand Prix, which I guess isn't a festival, but it's a thing. Gathering here. Um, Under the Southern Stars Festival, Anthems Festival, No Coal Zone with Jamie XX and the Avalanches, The Pixies, Frankie Cosmos, Dark Mofo, Aitch, Miley Cyrus, Lacuna Coil, Fat White Family. Um, that is it so far in that post. But yeah, there's probably going to be heaps more to come. I think yeah. in the coming days. So. Yeah, and I think because we're we're so we're recording this currently on uh, Saturday the fourteenth. By the time I think next week comes around, even on Monday or Tuesday, I yeah. think that list will sort of just expand. Because... Especially because Monday is when it sort of goes in place. And yes. Monday is when we're going to release this episode. So yes. we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, this is absolutely terrifying. And it is very sad because, um, you know, the sort of first big festival that I heard was cancelled was download because um mcr my chemical romance they were the headliners yes and they pulled out they basically said you know they released a statement saying we don't want to risk this which is completely fair and then download sort of came out saying like we can't pull together a headliner in a week like it just won't happen like that so we've decided to cancel and this was actually before um the prime minister announced the Mm. the ban so that was like, oh, I think that was sort of like a catalyst for like everything else to sort of just, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's a big avalanche of just mm-hmm. everything sort of snowballing. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, like Blues Fest, it's a month away. It's definitely, I think at this point going to, I, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to go ahead. Even sort of looking within the next few months, Splendor, I don't think will go ahead either. Highly doubt it. 
Uh, just because, you know, this won't go away in two, three months' time. I think it's definitely going to be sort of in it for the long haul, at least maybe until after July, I think. Like, yeah. we obviously don't know, like... Like, we're just two people here <laughs> sitting in a room recording a podcast. Like, come on. But, like, you know, it's definitely not going to go away anytime soon. So, yeah, it's it's horrible. It's terrible for the music industry. Yeah. It's something that, like, gatherings over 500 people is literally what the whole thing relies mm-hmm. on. Like, the whole live music industry is literally gatherings of over 500 people. But... Yeah. And it's horrible because, you know, like, musicians and when you think about it, all the people that work sort of that go into creating like even just a live show like a concert like pixies all those people are out of jobs now and it's it's just so sad because you know it's sort of i think a lot of people a lot of these creatives are sort of looking to the government to see like okay what's your next what are what are we supposed to do like what mm. are you going to do to help us sort of get back on our feet because this is our lives this is this is our livelihood you know like it's what are we supposed to do? Devastating. I'm yeah. so sad that this is all happening, and hopefully it like ramps up soon. And hopefully, especially yeah. like even all of the um like the like bushfire relief concerts yeah. that like Miley Cyrus was going to, like they're all cancelled, and mm-hmm. like I don't know what's gonna happen with them. But yeah, it's just devastating that all of this is happening. So hopefully, you know, it picks up sometime soon. But yes, we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated yes. either way. So now we will head into a little bit more positive news. Yeah. We don't want this to just be a sad episode. Debbie so Downer. this next story is actually about Billie Eilish. So this is coming from Music Feeds written by Alex Gallagher. And it says, Billie Eilish, watch Billie Eilish target body shaming with powerful concert interlude video. Billie Eilish kicked off a world tour in support of debut album When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? last night at American Airlines Arena in Miami. Towards the end of the show, Eilish appeared in a video interlude in which she removes layers of clothing while addressing the objectification and public body shaming she's received throughout her career. So this is sort of, um, this next bit is sort of like what she's saying in this interlude video. Quote, you have opinions about my opinions, Eilish says in the video, about my music, about my clothes, about my body. Some people hate what I wear. Some people praise it. Some people use it to shame others, some people use it to shame me, but I feel you watching always and nothing I do goes unseen. The body I was born with is not what you wanted, question mark. Eilish continues, if what I wear is comfortable, I am not a woman. If I shed the layers, I am a slut. As the bad guy singer descends into a pool of black water, Eilish concludes, if I wear more, if I wear less, who decides what that makes me, what that means? Is my value based only on your perception or is your opinion of me not my responsibility? As fans cheered, Eilish then launched into When We All Fall Asleep single, All The Good Girls Go To Hell. It's not the first time Eilish has addressed objectification and body image. In a commercial for Calvin Klein last year, the singer said, I never want the world to know everything about me. I mean, that's why I wear big baggy clothes. Nobody can have an opinion because they haven't seen what's underneath, you know? So this is the thing about this. Um, I actually saw the video on t- Twitter, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, so the there's a video at the end of that article, which we'll obviously link in the description. But this is, yeah, when I saw this, I just thought, good on her. Because yeah. I think this sort of thing with Billie Eilish has always been on the forefront of people, like, in the media. Like, people have opinions. She's always wore um, baggy clothes and... I have always been of the opinion that that is awesome. She is so young. It should be about the music. And I think that's honestly the best way she could have sort of 
directed all that sort of opinion and talk about that to sort of more focus on her music. But obviously you can't control what people say. But yeah, so when she did this video, like especially what she's saying in the video, like I just think that is such an amazing way to address what people have been saying because, you know, I can't imagine being in that position. Like so, someone of her stature being so young and not being able to sort of have that to yourself, you know? Yeah. Just the constant, I think, the the opinions of people that you don't know were just, like, shatting you, I feel yeah. like. Especially at that age. Like, or anyone of any age, mm-hmm. to be honest, really. Like, it's just so harmful when you have all of these people like, oh, she's too fat, she's too thin, blah, 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 all yeah. of this stuff. And, like, I always thought she wore those clothes because, like, that's what she wanted to wear and that was, like, her style and I was like, okay, good on her, whatever. Yeah. But then I've sort of, like, heard, you know, after this came out, you know, the reason that she wore such baggy stuff was to, like, distract from, like, all, mm-hmm. of, the, all of those sort of comments. And I was like, you know what? Good on her. Like, yeah. Power to you, Billy. And I think, you know, there was a video, uh, not a video, uh, a photo last year that sort of surfaced where she was wearing, like, something, like, it was just, like, a singlet, I think. And the comments on social media about that particular image was just horrible. Like, yeah. and, you know, it is because she is so young and, you know, because people don't, people aren't used to sort of her seeing, wear something as normal as a singlet, you know yeah. what I mean? But again, like, I, yeah, more power to her. Like, I think that's such a mature way to address this. And I hope in, you know, she can sort of find comfort in the fact that her, hopefully her fans, her true fans, and, you know, sort of the majority of people aren't, you know, sort of making those opinions and judging her based on that. So good on you. Yes. So now we will go into our last news story. Maddie, what have you got? So, our last news story is all about Glastonbury Festival. Even though Corona is around, yeah, we so don't know. it's still going ahead. So, uh, um, so, this article is written by Laura English from Music Feeds, and it goes, The UK's Glastonbury Festival is still moving forward with prep for the upcoming event, despite mass cancellations across the globe. They've today announced the first of the lineup for the event, which is scheduled in late June. Per usual, the lineup is massive. The 2020 festival bill is headlined by Kendrick Lamar, Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, and Diana Ross. Other artists include the likes of Dua Lipa, Anderson Pack, Noel Gallagher, Phoebe Bridges, Lana Del Rey, Haim, and the Avalanches. There's still a full lineup announcement to come in May. Glastonbury plans to have 1,000 acts across 70 stages over the four-day sold-out event. Emily Avis, a Glastonbury organiser, acknowledged what's been going on, but says she hopes the festival will go ahead. Quote, no one has a crystal ball to see exactly where we will all be in 15 weeks from now, but we are keeping our fingers firmly crossed that it will be here at Worthy Farm for the greatest show on earth, end quote. Um, so you can check out the full lineup that they've released so far um, in the rest of that article. But yeah, apparently it's still going ahead. So yeah, don't know how I feel about that. Look, um, a, a few days ago, I think this is actually like the, maybe the beginning of the week. Um, this convention called E3, which is, like, the biggest sort of gaming convention in the world, which is held every June, was cancelled. And so that's sort of when she said that quote of, like, we don't know where we'll be, like, by June. It's like, mm. well, you know, sort of that, if that convention, which honestly brings hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people from across the world in one place, 
if that was cancelled and that wasn't that's being in June, that was cancelled now, like I don't think especially like how many artists, mm-hmm. how many stages, how many people no. I'm surprised <laughs> how many artists are still on board to go. Like, I look how I, does that work? I have a feeling it's sort of like a sort of tentative thing at the moment yeah. where it's like Yes, we are set to play this, but I have a feeling like PR teams are like on the ready, like oh, yeah. have the statements ready to go. <laughs> like okay, the let's media just releases <laughs> have been drafted and they are ready to be published. Yeah, because I, 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 and you know, like we said, we're recording this on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if, but this time next week, if they sort of come out like, "Lol, jokes, guys." Sorry, <laughs> never mind. Glastonbury's cancelled. I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah, because yeah. I just think that's going to be a cesspool. It like is such an enormous enormous festival Mm -hmm. and like it's not even it's not just this like little you know side town village thing it's like enormous and i cannot imagine that this will be going ahead yeah arguably like the biggest festival in the world like pretty i feel like it's pretty much up there with how many people they do bring so it's like i mean coachella's cancelled yeah yeah i think you probably might want to take the lead from that but we'll see where where it goes but yeah so that's it for our news segment. Um, before we go into all of our songs, though, like we do every week, we encourage you to pause the podcast, head down to the description and check out the Spotify and YouTube playlists with all of the songs that we're chatting about this week. So we will start with Song of the Week. Vivian, what have you got? So my Song of the Week this week is Hallucinations by Paris. Uh, it, honestly, I didn't know that's how it was pronounced, so... <laughs> I actually to you. I actually had to look up an interview just to just to make sure because I was like, hmm. And how long have you been listening <laughs> to this band for now? Like months now. I don't <laughs> know why. I for just for some reason I just it just didn't click with me. But it's interesting. So this song, it's I think it's it came out. Oh, I want to say that it was last year or the year before. So it's not a new song. But the reason why I put it as my song of the week this week is because you know I feel like. I've just been needing to sort of listen to, like, sort of upbeat, happy music lately. <laughs> I mean, just given with what's been Need going a on. light in the world. Yes. I, I actually was saying to my friend yesterday, I was like, I, I think 2020 is the bad place. I think this is the bad place <laughs> right now. Um, if you guys watch The Good Place, you'll understand that reference. I've but actually started watching that Have show. you? Yeah, just recently. Oh, it's so good. It's such a great show. Yeah. Anyway, um, tangent. So, <laughs> this, so, yeah, this song is very upbeat. It's very sort of different for from their other stuff because they're a rock band and they're definitely their older stuff has leaned into sort of the more alternative rock sort of genre but their most recent stuff has definitely been I think more accessible to like a wider general audience and um this song definitely fits within that description because it starts very like sort of slow not slow like toned down there's this really pretty guitar riff that sort of sits under underneath and you kind of think, oh, this is just going to be a chill song to just to, to vibe to. But then the chorus comes in and the percussion, like the percussion is so like driving in the chorus and it plays so well with the bass as well. Like that bass line is amazing. And it's just this like sort of big, intense, like groovy chorus with an infectious, like infectious lyrics. And it's just like, oh, this is sick. I, love I it. loved it. When you played it for me, I was like, because I, I was listening to the guitar part at the beginning. I was like, oh, this is, like, really, really nice. Really yeah. Cool. And then when the chorus just, like, 
jumps out of nowhere. I was like, holy moly, hold on. This yeah. is this is really, really cool. So I was like a huge fan of this. I'd never heard of this band before. And I was like, you know what? I might listen to this song a lot more mm-hmm. because it's really, really cool. I love it. Yeah. And they're, they're just like, they're such an interesting band. Like, I think um, I'm like 80% sure they're supposed to be um, on Halsey's upcoming American Leg. They're supposed to be opening for her. And so it's like, they're definitely gaining more like popularity. I think they're actually pretty popular in the States, but yeah, like they're such an interesting band with such an interesting style. Um, I'm interested to sort of see like what their future if it's going to be again more sort of this accessible like pop rock kind of thing or is it, or if it's going to go back to like their roots but yeah it's a cool song very upbeat uh so that's my song of the week hallucinations by paris maddie what is your song of the week my song of the week is called when i need it by lizzie cameron so this song um is a little bit different from your song of the week just a little it, bit just a little bit <laughs> um if you listen to it you'll know what i mean but um it's very it's a lot more chill mm-hmm. than yours is, but it's like you. I would say more like mainstream, mainstream pop, yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's very, very laid back. A really, really cool like backbeat. I think mm-hmm. I really, really like it. But um, a lot of the time throughout it, like percussions, you know, your typical like eight oh eight sort of produced sort of vibe to it. But I really like how groovy the choruses because mm-hmm. like there's bits where like um the like the rhythm of the melody is like a little bit syncopated and she's got a really really pretty voice that sort of like floats on the top her voice is gorgeous yeah at the same time like she has so much like duality i guess because at the same time like it is so floaty and nice but you yeah. still have this like sort of gritty like confidence Mm -hmm. about her which is really really cool yeah and i was doing some digging because i'd never heard of her before and she's 19 (sighs) what the hell it's not fair every time we we find someone like this who's like all of you talented (laughs) young people need to stop it and here's the thing like when you started playing the song her voice when you listen to it sounds so mature Mm. which is why when you're like she's 19 i was like Excuse me? <laughs> How can she sound like that when she's 19? Like, and it just baffles me. And yeah, like, she, she's got so much control as well. Yeah. Which I found, again, like, okay, wow. Not, not fair <laughs> at all. But yeah, one, like, my favorite sort of part of the song is like, there's this moment in between the verses right before the chorus comes mm. in. It's sort of like this, like, pause moment before like I, it's not really like a big drop but before all the percussion and like that sort of hits like the first beat of the chorus yeah and it's sort of this like limbo moment where you're like waiting for it and it's really really cool i really like that but yeah that is my song of the week this week it is when i need it by lizzie cameron and we'll go into under a rock now so my song choice is sending me your loving by the jungle giants so i have yeah i'm slowly going into australian indie yeah you actually are though like from tame impala now (laughs) the jungle giants who am i turning into by the end of this year you'll be like typical aussie indie i am gonna be peak triple j listener (laughs) like i'm just turning into a triple j you will though yeah i can't wait but yeah (laughs) so (laughs) tame impala I was talking to Vivian about this before, but, like, I'm pretty sure Tame Impala was, like, my gateway drug yes. to, to the Australian It just opened, opened the path to opened the Triple J. Because now I'm getting all of these recommendations, and the Jungle Giants was one of them. 
And this song particular, like particularly, I really like because um, it's a lot like more cheery mm-hmm. than other sort of you know. Because I feel like indie music has this stigma for sort of being like this brooding, like yeah. sort of like drab, you know, over dramatic. Like, oh, the world sucks. Like yep. blah blah blah. Whiny. <laughs> but this one is really cool. I really like it, and like the guitar throughout this one is really awesome as well. Mm. Um, the one thing that I'm like not 100% sold on is like the vocalist voice it's kind of like just grates on me again this is sort of like throwing <laughs> back to like right at the beginning of the podcast when yep. we were talking about all of the reasons uh, why like people vo- people's voices annoy me yeah um but I like look past it when I listen to it because it's a really really groovy song and I absolutely love the groove and like the bass that goes through it bass and, is so like, cool such a cool baseline, and then the percussion too is like really really rad. It's just it's mm. like upbeat. Like you want to kind of like dance to it. Yeah. Every time it's on, which is why I like I've been like playing it in the car all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I see enjoy it. when when because the thing is I've listened to the Jungle Giants. I've listened to like their older stuff more than sort of their recent releases. So I haven't really gotten into them lately. But so when I listened to this song, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of see what they're going for. But then. I kind of kept thinking, I was like, they sound like the lead singer sounds like someone else. And they sort of remind me of Safia a lot, which is a band that I asked Maddie, I was like, have you listened to them? She's like, no. So now <laughs> I kind of, which is, they're also like another like you strand. Plan, you planted the seed. <laughs> for like a, another Australian indie band. So yeah. like. I'm if just... anyone has any Australian indie band recommendations <laughs> for me, fill, fill up our DMs because I want to actually like yeah. go into it. Maddie's going to go Full Triple J. I am, yeah, I'm gonna. Listener. <laughs> I'm gonna be wearing like a patchwork like, <laughs> poncho in a couple of months. Just you wait. Oh man, <laughs> like a weird beanie <laughs> with holes in it. Yikes! Anyway, Yikes! But yeah. So sending me your loving by the Jungle Giants is my under a rock. Really groovy. Really awesome. If you haven't listened to it, I definitely recommend it. Um, Vivian, yes. what is your under a rock? Man, what is this episode? This I episode- don't know. <laughs> We have gone off the rails so many times, but you know what? This is what you signed up for. We're going to keep going. I don't care. (laughs) So my Under a Rock this week is Cold-Blooded Creatures by Eluna George featuring um, Bryson Tiller, I think. So Tyler, Tiller, no, it's Tiller. Um, (laughs) So this song is actually another older song. I think it came out. It was either like sort of... The beginning of last year, maybe, or the end of 2018, I'm not sure, but I've heard of Luna George before. Um, she's definitely been popular in the Australian music scene, even though she is from England. Um, she's, yeah, definitely, I think her voice is what sort of people are drawn to. It is very obvious that she's English, like, she's oh, yeah, like her accent really does come through, and we've always said that we love that, and I think that's why people are drawn to her. But this song is just so interesting it's so different from what I expected from her it's got like I would say it's very sort of inspired by R&B elements um but then it's got like this sort of electro pop like production to it which is very cool and that production I don't know what it is it is oh it's so cool for some reason it reminds me of like bird calls I don't know why okay like I just it sounds like birds call (laughs) You go, Vivian. I don't know what plane you're on, but... 
Yeah, this is this is the thought. She's on a I'm higher level it. of existence. Right I'm, now. I'm taking like, it. I'm running you with just it. Run with it. Yeah. So if for some reason, like it just sounds like that because like it's got this sort of like, it's, it's sort of like this pulsating like it happens in the intro. It doesn't come back until the chorus. But the thing is with the chorus, like it sort of acts as like the percussive element as well. Yeah, rather like, than having like a lot of drums. Or yeah, whatever. which yeah. is very cool. Um, I do, I do think it works. But it's almost for some reason, and I think Maddie might agree with me on this. Um, the like the vocals, like the chords, that it almost feels like it shouldn't work with the production. It almost feels like they're not gonna work together well but th- it actually does for some reason yeah yeah no i i definitely you get agree what with I that mean? like okay so the the thing that i love most about this song is those chords yes they're in the chorus they are the most beautiful things i've ever heard and then there's like this weird one that sort of like slips in the end and yeah. takes you by surprise and you're like oh hold on that wasn't in the and it and like, it's only key. like it only just comes in like, yeah, yeah just yeah. real it's just this one one chord that you hear maybe twice mm-hmm. in the whole song and it's so beautiful and I'm pretty sure it's just a lot of layered vocals mm-hmm. like it's not in, like a like an instrument or anything yeah but it's so cool I love it and there's a lot of reverb on it which mm-hmm. is awesome yeah and and I think that's that's why I love this song so much is that it it definitely feels like this experimental sort of thing and. I was like, oh, okay, Luna George, I see you. <laughs> I see you. I thought you were just some, like, pop, you know, sort of, like, you know, because her other stuff is very sort of poppy, and, and, and for me, it didn't have, like, a lot of, like, a substance to it, but then listening to this song, I was like, okay, I'm wrong. I was yeah. wrong. But, yes, yeah, so that is my Under a Rock for this week, Cold-Blooded Creatures by Elena George featuring Bryson Tiller. Now we will go into Caught My Ear, and I'll start us off. So my Caught My Ear this week is Delightful by Downier. Again, I don't know, okay? I've said it, and that's it. <laughs> <We're not. laughs> that's what we're going with. I don't know if it's that's correct. That's the pronunciation we're going with. Yeah, so I've actually spoken about her before, but not really in depth, because a few... Oh, this was probably heaps of episodes ago now um she featured on a marion hill song that i talked about and so now this is just her own song and the reason why i picked this song for caught my ear is because there's nothing terribly exciting about this song there's not really a lot going on actually it's basically just piano and her and then some sort of very simplistic percussion Mm. beats coming in in the chorus but the reason why I picked it was because her stuff, her other music, I found, is very sort of aggressive. It's very confident. It's it's sort of like this bragging kind of style of music, which I also really like. But this just sort of flips everything and takes away all of that and just goes so simple to the point where it's like there's no build. Everything is just focusing on the lyrics. And then when the chorus comes in... It, that's the only sort of percussion that comes in and it's such a simple beat like i feel i feel like i could have made like that yeah. because that's not that's not a bad thing <laughs> i'm not trying to like drag this song <laughs> and the pr- it production sucks. it's so boring i hate it <laughs> it's why i like it it's you know i feel like it sort of subverts expectations because it's like you sort of expect a certain style from her but then she sort of comes out with this really simplistic track and i'm like okay like i i think it shows sub- like versatility to yeah me. for sure that's it right there like you think it's gonna go somewhere but it doesn't and i love the fact that um 
like I was talking to Vivian about it because the song is called Delightful mm-hmm. so you expect it to be like oh it's gonna be like this nice happy cheery thing it's not it's, no <laughs> it's this weirdly dark it's very like, dark moody sort of thing and it's yeah very like slow very toned mm-hmm. down very yeah very dark and moody. I think as well, like, the way she sings is very dark and moody. It isn't this very bright kind of voice. It's very sort of toned down. It's very, like, soft. And it, it fits very well with what the tone of this song is. So I was like, okay, this is cool. I yeah. really, really dig it. Um, So that's my caught my ear for this week. Delightful by Downia. Maddie, what caught your ear this week? The song that is my caught my ear for this week is called Still by Slang. Um, so I've heard this guy is from London, mm-hmm. um, and he's sort of influenced, like he grew up like sort of influenced by grime and you can really tell in this song cause it's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's sort of a couple of different elements at play in this song. Like you've got generally the verses and sort of the chorus have like you can really hear the grime influence there like mm-hmm. it's very similar rapping style um there are some like like melodic instances where he sort of sings and all the rest of it which is really really good he has a really good voice he um, does. but yeah mainly it is sort of like this rapping um speak singing sort of style and then underneath you've got these like 808s that sort of pulsate through the whole thing mm-hmm. and then there's also this weird like it's sort of similar to, um, oh, like one of your songs that has that sort of like wall of sound. Type. Yeah. In Cold Blooded Creatures, yeah. it has that kind of like wall of sound sort of feel, but it's like this one note that's like a drone, but it like pulsates. It's so weird. Throughout the whole thing. And it's just one note, like it doesn't change. Yeah. I'm pretty sure throughout the whole thing. Um, and then also the thing that sort of like first caught my ear when I was listening to it was this like... I'm fairly sh- it's either a piano or like a harp or some sort of stringed instrument um but it's like it's really sort of free like there's no sort of structure to this melody it sort of like comes in for a couple of bars and mm-hmm. does like um like this sort of like bell tone kind of yeah it's sort of scale sort of thing yeah I think that's what it kind of is it's like it's sort of just like plucking random notes from a scale yeah and it just it's like someone's like gone up to a harp for the first time and it's kind of like oh this is cool and like yeah like plucked a couple random yeah strings there's no rhythm there's no it's literally just like yeah and it's not in the time signature that the song is in it's just like random very Mm -hmm. random and it comes in like at certain periods throughout throughout the song it comes in a couple of times which is really really cool because that it like has no correlate like it doesn't fit with the rest of the sort of vibe mm. of the song. It really doesn't. But it's just this really nice sort of pretty like flourish that's been added that, I don't know, just makes it like sound a lot happier and like yeah. nicer. For me, sense. when I heard it, because I feel like it sort of plays at the end of like um, sort of phrases. So it always yeah. feels like a conclusive thing to me. Like yeah. it's just like, it's sort of like bringing everything back it's like, down okay this is yeah like, gonna transition into yeah that's it's kind like, of what yeah. I, I think it, it was and yeah this is such an interesting song i do wonder though if that sound is like a live instrument or if it's produced because i can't tell yeah it's very it's very difficult because like that would if it is a live instrument it would be the only live instrument yeah. in the entire thing like everything else is very produced yeah produced very well for that matter mm-hmm. um but yeah i just think there's so many cool like 
different elements to this song that sort of weave their way in and it doesn't really fit together like well you think it doesn't but Mm -hmm. i feel like it it works works. somehow but yeah so well done to slang for that Uh, i don't know if he produced it as well but i think it's a really really cool song Mm. so that is still by slang so that's my caught my ear and that brings us to the end of the episode this week thank you so much for listening if you got all the way through because it was definitely a bit (laughs) hit and miss there um <laughs> really was yikes um you can check us out on spotify podcast apple podcast google podcast Castbox, youtube etc etc i'm catching up with all of the youtube episodes so i'm up to like episode 36 i think now wow look at you so go we're almost there i've almost caught up there's a lot of work to do guys skip leave me alone <laughs> um but yeah so we're basically anywhere where you can get your podcast if we're not let us know and we'll sort that out yes asap and you can follow us on our social media channels at Court My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please, we say it every week, send us your recommendations. Please. We understand. You know, like, it can be a little bit hard. Like, oh, man, I have to click the DM button. Or, oh, I have to click the message button. But you know what? It's not that hard. And, and it's not that scary. Like, you might feel like you're very vulnerable, like, showing us your music taste. Yeah. Because I feel like it's very a personal thing for it some is. people. Yeah, 100%. Which is fine, but we're not going to judge you. Here's the thing. We're not going to judge. Like, we, if anything, I feel like this entire podcast has just been an example of just, we've listened to some wild things on here. And, you know, we're not the type of people to be like, this song sucks. Like, yeah. we're very, like... We like to pick up we'll things that we like. We'll find something good about it. Yeah. That... I can guarantee you, if you send us through a song, we will find something about it that yeah, we like. Yeah, exactly. So please do, and please let us know what you think about the songs that we did talk about this week. We love hearing your guys' thoughts, and we will see you on Monday for a new episode. Thank you. Bye.